Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Chad Willardson. He is the founder and president of Pacific Capital. He's also the author of a new book called Stress-Free Money, Overcome These Seven Obstacles to Find Financial Freedom. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Chad. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. Just give us a brief history of your role and, and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I, uh, I, you know, I'm a Southern California boy. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I was literally in the last two months of college getting my economics degree. And I went to the career fair and went booth to booth to figure out, all right, where's my future going? And I, I met with the gentleman at Merrill Lynch, Merrill Lynch Wealth Management, and they were recruiting for a new position. They said, uh, the pay is really low. It's very challenging. About 95% of people quit or don't make it past their third or fourth year. And for some reason, I was crazy enough to give it a shot. So I, uh, I started my career at Merrill Lynch in the wealth management division and built a great business there for nine years but ultimately decided that I wanted to be more independent, have more freedom, and started Pacific Capital in 2011. So, you know, here we are. I haven't looked back. Uh, we, we hit our 10-year anniversary coming up this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I've, I love the industry. I love the things that you're promoting on your, on your show. It's just financial education to me is something that we need to be much better about all the way from kids to adults. It's just something that's just not, you know, money's too much of a taboo subject, especially at the dinner table with the family. So it's, it's my mission to really help people enjoy life by removing their stress about money. And, uh, you know, that's why I do what I do. So Pacific Capital manages money. Does it do financial planning? Tell us a little bit about what, what Pacific Capital does. Yeah, Pacific Capital is a financial fiduciary. We're independent registered investment advisor. Primarily, we do financial planning for business owners and investment management services for higher net worth families. So average investment account size is four to five million. The minimum is one million. The financial planning though, I mean, we, we have clients who hire us to do financial planning who are recent medical school graduates. Uh, we, you know, we've done financial planning for people who are in the early stages of their career and those who are retired and extremely wealthy investment management services where we actually manage the money. That's for, that's for a more exclusive clientele. So you created something called the financial life inspection. Uh, yes. Describe what that's about. That's a hundred point inspection, looking at everything from cash flow analysis, retirement scenario, planning, insurance, investment strategy, estate planning, taxes. Um, think of it like a, a car inspection or a home property inspection. And we've, we've come up with 100 key topics or areas to stress test. And we give clients a green, yellow, or red score based on where they are against their goals. And then we follow that up with a lot of recommendations and advice and you know, a lot of the things we can't solve in-house, but we still believe it's very important that the client comes away with some 
specific advice on where they should go to get things fixed. And then you help them implement it? Yes, we do. We help them implement some of the recommendations. Uh, many of the recommendations, like we'll look at someone's homeowner's insurance and car insurance. We, you know, we have nothing to do with that, but we're going to, we're essentially going to make sure they've got the right coverages and for the best price, but we're going to recommend they either go back to their existing agent or we could recommend someone if they need it, but we help them implement the things that we do in-house. Very good. So you've done this book called Stress-Free Money. What did you think was the need for this book, considering so many books are out there in the financial field? It's a great question. I, um, I just think that <laughs> I wrote the book last year in 2020, and what I saw and what, what I'm sure most of your listeners saw is the levels of stress, anxiety, and uncertainty were at all-time highs. Not just because the markets were down, but because of the COVID pandemic and job loss and uncertainty in the business markets. Um, I just feel like the stress around money is at a peak. And what I wanted to do was share some insights, some tips, and some stories that could at least alleviate some of that stress and get people on a better track towards financial freedom. So you talk about the seven uh, big obstacles. The first one is no clear goals. Why don't people set goals and how can they set realistic goals? You know, people don't have clear goals. They, they come to us often with money in the bank or money in their investment account and they're looking for better investment strategies or more and in, better investment tips. So they, they put the investments ahead of the planning. And that's, that's just a temptation that's it's easy. It's kind of a convenient way to, to go about it. Hey, should I invest? I, get a, I got a message on LinkedIn just before the show. Hey, I've got just under a million in my retirement accounts. They haven't been growing very much. What do you suggest I invest in? Can we have a call? So, so he's already jumping ahead to the investment strategy when my reply back was, all successful investing is goal-focused and planning-driven. And so people just, it takes a little, I guess, a little bit of extra work to, to have a goal and a plan and really think about where you're going. It's easier just to say, hey, should I put some money into this investment or this real estate property? Do you think this will work out? But in my professional opinion, it starts with the planning and the strategy first. Before I can, before I can prescribe some medicine to you, I've got to actually do some some testing and some diagnosis on your on your health. What what are the key aspects of a plan? You do the hundred point questionnaire, yeah. but then what are the key aspects? Because you say that having a plan reduces stress. How does right. having a plan reduce stress? Well, it gives you a destination. So someone who says, you know, my goal is to be debt free by age fifty five. I want to have a passive income of fifteen thousand by that age because here are the things that I plan to do. I plan to travel. I plan to help fund my grandchildren or my children's you know, education. Here's, here's the type of schools I think they might go to. You know, I'd like to be able to take the whole family on a trip to Hawaii every year. Or I'm gonna pay for my mom's, my mom's in the assisted living and I wanna pay for her expenses. She doesn't have enough money to, to pay on her own. So the purpose behind your money goals gives you the fuel to achieve them. And it also gives you more, it gives you more clarity on what you're trying to accomplish rather than what's the best investment return I could possibly get, which really is an arbitrary, you know, you don't really have a specific goal. 
Yeah. Your, your number two obstacle is what you call financial fast food. So by that, you mean following the media. How does that distort people's finances when they are kind of eating too much financial fast food? Yeah. Well, it, it's not healthy. It's convenient. It's cheap. It's not healthy. You don't feel good afterwards. I think anyone can say if you, if you click on your uh, all the headlines and alerts, pop it up on your phone every day, there's just so much noise coming at you. It's difficult to to decipher what's important and what's not important. And so people tend to get sucked into the news. They get sucked in by fear. You know, in 2000, March, end of March 2020, last year, people, a lot of people out there got sucked into the fear, probably sold investments after they had declined a lot because they were reading the headlines. They weren't focusing on the long-term game plan. They were really just what is the moment? What's the what are the emotions of the moment that are being promoted by the news? And that's that typically doesn't people lead people to long term success. So what do you do? Do you shut it all out, or what? How do you uh, eat eat real food instead of fast food? Yeah, the, the real food comes into what you can control. So you're looking at your own spending, your investment strategy, your levels of debt, your cost awareness. You know, your own levels of preparation, things that you can influence and control. And really, it, other than to stay somewhat informed, not, not acting on the, all the news flying at you, I don't, think it's, I don't think it is healthy to be consuming large amounts of, of news. Uh, I just don't think it's, it's not serving your purpose because you're, you're now worried about things you can't control. And frankly, no one can predict them. So... Someone saying there's going to be a recession if so-and-so wins an election or there's going to be a recession or their interest rates are going to go up or go down. Like all these predictions are typically not coming to fruition. It's just short-term news and noise. And it's a great distraction, I think, to, to people's financial decisions. How do you use emotional intelligence to deal with all this news and data coming at you? <laughs> that's a million-dollar question right there. You know, that's... That's the key. It's behavioral management. And I think, I believe that you've got to have, you've got to have a independent voice on your side. And for us, we, we serve as that fiduciary for people because without it, human nature takes over. And it's too difficult really to stick to, in the moments of, of high crisis and high pressure and high stress, that's really when you need someone to calm you down and say, look, Let's revisit the overall game plan. Let's see the, everything in perspective. The world only ends once, and it's probably not today. So let's let's take a step back, take a deep breath, and really look at this from a bigger picture. So is that what was happening to you, like in March, and like uh, the fall of two thousand nine or two thousand eight and two thousand nine when the market was falling so sharply? They Absolutely. need your hand holding to, to avoid doing the wrong emotional thing. I'd, I'd say most people do. You know, most people do. That's 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 where we really, I think, as financial professionals, our job is to help people make great decisions in times of high stress. And that's really when you can save people from big mistakes. Um, and how about on so, the opposite side? I mean, right now we've had exuberant markets. We're hitting record highs all the time. Absolutely. Are you on the other side? Are you telling people don't absolutely. get absolutely? So yes, what is absolutely. the conversations like now? When we yeah. have a soaring market. Great question. So we had, well, we have, we have one client, uh, not to be named, 
who I consider the barometer of whatever his emotions are expressing and whatever he feels is probably the exact opposite of what most people should do. So in March of last year, he calls me and says, it's time to sell out. I got to get out of the markets. I can't watch this bleeding anymore. And, you know, I've worked with him for over a decade and I just had multiple conversations with him, talked him off the ledge. I said, you've entrusted us to manage your investments. We have a game plan for this. We've stress tested all the what ifs. And here we are. It's not time to jump off the roller coaster. Like you might be scared of the roller coaster, but it's a lot safer to stay buckled in and wait till the end of the ride than it is to unbuckle and jump out. <laughs> yes, and so that's literally what I told him. And so he stayed in and not only did he stay in, but we moved, we sold some of his bonds in March because they were at such a premium and we actually invested some in the stock market. And I said, you hire us to make hard decisions in stressful times. This is why we're here. Of course, the markets have done great. Looking back, that decision was excellent. It worked out tremendously. And you know what he just said two weeks ago? He said, I've got a bunch of money at the bank and I want to put it in the, in the stock market. Uh-huh. <laughs> as soon as we got off the phone, I, I, called the, I called the team meeting. I told everyone, come out of the offices. Everyone come to the conference room. All right. The, the oracle has spoken. And that's we better, the peak of the market. <laughs> that's the peak of the market. We better buckle up for a little temporary decline or correction. <laughs> and because when he wants to pull money out of his bank accounts and he's so confident about the stock market, that's, that gives me pause. That's so, a good contrary signal. Yeah. Yep. Very good. All right. We have to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. Uh, my guest this hour is Chad Willardson. He is the founder and president of Pacific Capital uh, based in California. You can find out more at his website, pacificcapital.com. He's also the author of a new book called Stress-Free Money, Overcome These Seven Obstacles to Find Financial Freedom. We'll be back after this. Finding simple and effective ways to keep employees engaged and customers happy is always top of mind if you're a business owner or manager. And that's especially challenging when face-to-face interaction is limited today with everybody doing Zoom meetings. Trying to find a way to stand out to your customers or make your employees feel extra valued? You can trust Uber as a way to request rides and order meals from restaurants you love. But did you know that Uber's platform is specifically designed for businesses? Over 160,000 companies use Uber for business to improve customer and employee satisfaction. Having a hard time getting people to show up or stay engaged in virtual team meetings or events? With vouchers from Uber for business, you can add $20 to their personal Uber accounts so they can easily order meals through Uber Eats before the meeting. Want to make your customers love your business even more? Offer them a voucher for a free meal or ride when they make their first purchase or spend a certain amount. Any company can sign up for free and immediately start delivering extra value to the people who matter most to your business. Vouchers are simple to send and redeem. Your business has total control over who gets them, when they expire, what portion of the ride or meal you want to cover. Vouchers are shared via email or text and can be redeemed with a single tap. Best of all, you only pay for rides they take or meals they order. Right now, Uber for Business is offering companies a $50 voucher credit when you spend your first $200 with vouchers. Go to uber.com slash moneypod to learn more. 
That's uber.com slash moneypod, P-O-D, for a $50 voucher credit. Uber.com, moneypod. Terms and conditions apply. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Chad Willardson. He's the founder and president of Pacific Capital. You can find out more at his website, pacificcapital.com. And his book is called Stress-Free Money, Overcome the Seven Obstacles to Find Financial Freedom. Welcome back to the show, Shad. Thank you. Glad to be back. Bin number one, number two. The third obstacle is focusing on the wrong number. What do you mean by that? This is very common. People, the two numbers I find people are most laser focused on. Number one, what is my rate of return over the last calendar year? They're always wondering, like, what, well, what was my rate of return? Well, how is that compared to the market? How that compare to the Dow or the S&P? And the other number people are focused on is just my total number of assets. Like, what is my account value? People come in and I say, you know, what's, what are some of your primary goals? And they say, I'd like to have $3 million, or I'd like to get to $5 million, or I'd like to get to $1 million, or $10 million, or whatever the number is. They've got some number pegged in their head. And usually when I ask them, Why, how did you come up with that number? they don't really have a good answer. It's like, well, I don't know. I just thought if if I could ever get to X, Y, Z number, then I'd finally be set. And so the number that I believe you really need to be focused on is your cash flow because it actually impacts your life. It actually really matters. So you should be looking at what realistically does my lifestyle cost? That's a question we ask up front. What do you think your lifestyle costs today? And what do you think it'll cost in the future? What's going to change in your life? How are your expenses change? Will you travel more? Maybe you won't have kids in the house. You know, what's, are you going to be downsizing? A lot of people in, uh, you know, these days are selling their house because housing prices are so high and they're downsizing, they're traveling more. Maybe they're getting two places in separate locations. So I want, I want our clients to look at what their actual expenses are and what their passive income is from all their investments and other sources of income. And then also evaluate 
which income sources are tax advantaged, which are taxable, which are tax free, which are secure and steady, and which might be a little more risky or variable. So we saw that especially with our clients who had some commercial real estate where rents weren't being paid in 2020. So income that they had previously thought as very secure, very reliable, it was no longer coming in. So I I would encourage listeners to really not just focus on the short-term temporary investment ROI. You know, what did we make this quarter? What did I make this month in my investment returns? But really look at your cash flow. Am I building towards financial freedom and financial independence by continually increasing my passive income and maybe even potentially decreasing my uh, living expenses? We see that a lot. While we're talking about real estate for the moment, what is your outlook for commercial real estate, um, both office and rentals? um, And would you like real estate investment trusts or buying property? What is your outlook since things have changed so dramatically because of the pandemic? Yeah, they really have. It's very interesting what we see right now. Um, Our clients who own large commercial buildings are finding that the price are, is actually going up so significantly, but it's not for the reasons you think. It's because the the Amazons, you know, the e-commerce are driving the price so high on these commercial buildings, especially in California, where it's difficult to operate your regular business out of a big building when there's an e-commerce business willing to pay double just to get more space to have their their shipping coming in and out. So, we have a couple of clients in the logistics business and their their businesses are skyrocketing. So when it comes to when it comes to real estate, I believe real estate definitely plays a part in everyone's portfolio. I know some financial advisors would come on and, and they they kind of just have that one trick pony idea of you can only invest in stocks and everything else should be sold and put into stocks. I don't feel like that. I, I really believe in having a balanced approach having multiple sources of income. Uh, Most of our clients have real estate. Some of it's residential, some of it's commercial, some of it's multifamily. uh, I personally am am doing some things with multifamily in states like Georgia and Arizona, where I see a lot of opportunities. I see a lot of migration to those states, especially leaving, leaving California. So that's something that I personally am investing in. Um, And how about commercial real estate? Some people say that nobody's ever going to go back to the office again and be very dangerous to buy into office properties. That's, you know, that's a, that's an interesting, interesting thought. I I don't disagree completely with it, but I, I, I typically think these asset classes have good long-term growth potential. The timing matters somewhat. I mean, if you can get buildings at a very deep discount, I think there will be businesses that will fill those spaces. It may not be the same types of businesses, but I don't believe everyone's going to work from home forever. I really don't. I believe there is there is some value in collaborating in person. Now, certainly Zoom has changed the way we do business. We've gotten clients in the last six months from the East Coast, Netherlands, Guatemala, Switzerland, uh, places I, I never imagined we would have clients at Pacific Capital, and because of the technology, we can do that. So, yeah. I agree there are things that are changing, but I don't believe that office space is dead forever, and there's no point in commercial real estate at all. 
And how about residential real estate, which particularly in the suburbs has been so hot as people leave the cities? So hot, yeah. Is it dangerous to buy into suburban real estate now with the prices going up so much and bidding wars? I I don't think it's, I wouldn't want to use the term dangerous, but I would be cautious. I, I would be, you know, unless you can, I, I don't get into bidding wars. I, I don't think it's a wise thing when, when it's the price is being inflated temporarily by multiple buyers looking at the same thing. I, I prefer to find opportunities that are maybe a little more undervalued or off market. I'm not going to say that I can predict what's going to happen in real estate because honestly I can't, but real estate as a long-term investment is a great piece of the portfolio for sure. Yeah. I, I wouldn't jump into a hot market right now and, get into any bidding wars just to just to own a piece of property i would let's just say that so yeah your fourth obstacle is biased advice from financial salespeople. so you're not a salesperson you're a asset manager basically that's where you make your money but you're saying that people going to brokers who are making money on commissions are asking for trouble i say that i've been on both sides I, i worked on at the big wall street bank at merrill lynch i was there for nine years I loved my experience. I met a lot of great people. I learned so much. I also learned that there's a big difference between a broker and a fiduciary. I think it's important that clients know that. It doesn't mean that I believe brokers are bad people. That's definitely not the case. But I believe that the incentives are very different and the incentives matter. Uh, when I was at Merrill Lynch, we we actually were looking, we were on a a group of about six or seven advisory teams that were competing for a very large foundation investment piece of business. It's going to be at a 30 to $40 million range back in 2004. And after months and months of interviews and presentations, the board chose me to win the business. And I was so excited. It was going to be one of my largest clients back in the, back in the day. And at the very end of the process, they said, okay, we need you to sign off on this agreement that you will act as our fiduciary in our best interest. And I said, okay, great. Took it back to my manager at Merrill Lynch. And he said, we can't sign something like that. This is, this is, we, we, we're not fiduciaries. And that's, that's when it really kind of hit me like, whoa, this is, there's a big difference. I didn't really understand what all that meant. Of course, I want to do what's best for my clients. But that was not something that I could sign off on and legally agree to. So I had to go back and explain it to that potential new client. And they said, well, we're sorry, then we can't do any business with you. And they moved on and found an independent (laughs) fiduciary. And it crushed me because I put in six to seven months of work to try to get this client. Yeah. And so you're saying that today people should only use fiduciaries and not use brokers? I'm saying that using a fiduciary, you know that the incentives are aligned with yours. There's transparency. There's no commissions. There's no mutual fund fees. They're getting kickbacks. There's, it, it, to me, it's the way of the future. I believe that more and more clients are going to demand that their advisors, their financial advice and guidance comes from an independent fiduciary. I absolutely believe that's the trend. You can see it in the numbers. Uh, the, the, the Wall Street banks, the, that model is a dinosaur model, and it will die off. And there will be people that they're continuing to flock to the independents, realizing there's so much more freedom when you get out from underneath the bureaucracy and the thumb of the big Wall Street banks. Yeah. 
Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Chad Willardson. He is the founder and president of Pacific Capital. You can find out more at his website, pacificcapital.com, and his book is called Stress-Free Money, Overcome These Seven Obstacles to Find Financial Freedom. We'll be back after this. Wish you were in early on some of the best-performing IPOs of the last few years. Our crowd investors were, and now you can join them in what's next. With our crowd, accredited investors have access to invest directly, easily, and most importantly, early. Our crowd investors have benefited from our crowd companies going IPO, such as Beyond Meat, or being bought out by companies like Intel, Nike, Microsoft, and Oracle. Our crowd's investment professionals leverage their extensive network to review some of the most promising private companies and startups in the world. Their in-depth due diligence includes meeting with management teams and generally comprehensive vetting of deals they decide to make part of their own portfolio. Our crowd has selected a deal. They offer accredited investors like you the opportunity to invest alongside them with the same terms. If you're an accredited investor, you can join our crowd for free at OURCROW.com slash answers and review the current deals. No payment is involved until you decide to participate in the deal. After you review deals, you have access to our crowd's investor relations team who you can talk to directly on the phone about your personal investment goals. The investment professionals at Arcrowd have already reviewed thousands of companies, invested hundreds of millions of dollars, closed investments in over 200 companies, and chosen dozens of companies that have made exits. Accredited investors can participate in a single company deal for as little as $10,000 or one of their funds for as little as $50,000. Today, you can join our crowd's investment in NanoLock Security, a company offering Internet of Things cyber protection, including billions of low-end devices that other technologies cannot protect. NanoLock is the only device-level protection that has near-zero power requirements and is agnostic to the operating system. You can get an early on NanoLock and other unique opportunities at ourcrowd.com slash answers. The R-Crowd account is free, so just go to OURCROW.com slash answers. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Chad Willardson. He is the founder and president at uh, Pacific Capital, based in California. Their website, pacificcapital.com. Uh, his phone, his new book is called Stress-Free Money, Overcome These Seven Obstacles to Find Financial Freedom. Welcome back to the show, Chad. Thanks. Great to be back. Number of Obstacle number five is the F word. So you mean fees by that. So what kind of fees are people paying they don't really realize? And these fees seem pretty small. I mean, one, two percent. How could it really add up? It's a good question. And by the way, my mom hates the title of this chapter. She's like, Chad, could you really, did, did you have to pick the F word? I said, mom, it's fees. Okay. And it got your attention, <laughs> didn't it? So uh, I, yes, 2%, 2% a year makes a major difference. It can, it can be the difference of hundreds of thousands or even over a million dollars in the 20 to 30 year grand scheme of things. The transparency is what I believe people would be most shocked by. The lack of transparency. Um, as at Merrill Lynch, there were times when we were able to present two investments that could be considered suitable for clients, and one of them paid us three to four times what the other fund paid. So, of course, the incentives are lined up for people to recommend to their clients to invest in the in the funds that paid three or four times. But and in you the long have run, to disclose that you wouldn't have to. Wouldn't, would never have to disclose it. No. Even today, is that still true? Even, it's still true today. As long as you can justify that the investment was considered suitable, then you're in the clear. And but that's if you the, have a fiduciary responsibility, then you'd have to disclose it. Is that correct? Have to dis- well, you can't. We can't even get paid from the funds, so it's not even an issue. But yes, every fee that we would charge is it has to be disclosed. There's no, you can't go into a situation and say, "Here's a mutual fund, and I'm going to get some." some fees under the table from it because it doesn't even, it's not even possible for us to get paid like that. So you're but just, I just remember, a massive management fee. That's all you get no matter what. That's it. Yeah, no one pays us but the client. Yep. So there are no, there's no strings attached. We don't have any kind of incentives or loyalties or quotas or anything like that to any kind of investment company. And it gives us, it gives us more leverage to really put the onus on the investment companies or the funds or wherever we might be looking to help a client reach their goals, we're going to make sure and scrutinize them. You know, there's no, there's no backdoor incentive for us. Now, there was this fiduciary rule that was going through the SEC under the Obama yes. administration, and then yes. Trump kind of slowed it down. What do you, do you think they're going to well, bring that back, and, and how would that change was, the financial yeah. we have a fiduciary great, rule? Yeah. Great question. It was so interesting because here they were pushing for more transparency and more fiduciary standards across our entire industry. And guess what? Guess who was lobbying against it? 
the big banks and the big financial firms spending tens of millions of dollars to essentially block the requirement to put clients' interests first at all times. And they won. I mean, it was like, it was like I was watching a movie and I, I, was, I wanted to open the curtains and let everyone see what was happening. Yeah. But it was crazy. And I think it will eventually make its way back up to the top. But the, those big firms are powerful and they've got a lot of money. So they really, they really do their part in kind of keeping things a little bit foggy. And I, mean, I think their keep- argument was that if you had a fiduciary rule, everybody had a fiduciary, that the advisors could only work with top-end clients where they could make enough money to be worthwhile, and the vast majority of Americans would not get financial advice of any kind because it wouldn't make any economic sense. I think that was their argument. And I don't believe that's true. I don't believe that's true. I think that the clients that do financial planning that don't have a lot of assets, they still need advice and guidance, but it shouldn't take as long. So... If you charge them by the hour or by the plan and you help them get on their way, like they don't, a lot of people come to us and they, they pay us for a financial plan. We put the strategy together. We dive in deep for them. They're never going to get this anywhere else because they don't have millions of dollars. And then they say, what do I do with my retirement accounts, my investment accounts, my 401ks? And we'll literally give them and build them a plan at Vanguard or at Fidelity or wherever they are and say, you know what? You don't need to pay a financial advisor annual asset management fees you, you your situation isn't complex enough yeah so save that money let's just get a plan together and get you on the right on the right foot uh, you're saying also that on 401ks people are paying far more in fees than they realize how could they For do sure. better I mean, it's basically you're paying what your employer offers you don't have a choice in going to another place no that's a great point uh, some some people do have options to be self-directed obviously they can take their they could take their money out, keep it in the 401k umbrella, and at least have other options of where they could use as a custodian firm or a, a menu of options. They can choose investments within the 401k that are perhaps less expensive and still offer growth. I just think it's interesting that people think their 401ks are free. Yeah. A lot of surveys have showed by TD Ameritrade and Vanguard that people believe a lot of their investments are free because they don't see the actual cost up front. So they're, they're not looking in the little fine print of their annual packets. They're just saying, oh, yeah, I don't pay anything. But there has been pressure on 401k uh, administrators to get those fees down. Is that working? I believe in some cases it is. But we still come across a lot of plans that are with some insurance companies or larger we, we took over a, a plan for that had about three or 400 employees, a very pretty mid, solid sized company and cut their costs by 76%. Wow. So this, this was a plan that still was in the old kind of the old chassis, the old format paying very high fees for their. So we cut the cost for everyone uh, just by consolidating. And, and they didn't some, realize it. The administrators of the company didn't realize they were paying so much. Nope. They just did. They thought they knew they were paying a lot, but they thought that that was standard. They didn't really understand there were better options. So, uh-huh. okay. And obstacle number six is taking on either too much or not enough risk. Yes. Uh, why is that a big obstacle? Well, too much risk is the greedy situation where you feel like, you know, if I didn't save for retirement, but if I just can get in on Bitcoin, and it hits a hundred thousand by the end of the year, then I can retire. You know, so. People take on too much risk. I've seen it with private investments as well. You get promised 25, 30% returns or more. 
you, you mortgage your house or you borrow against your IRA or you take money out of your IRA, you borrow against your investment account and you take a massive risk that really you can't afford. So too much risk is something we see. Highly concentrated stock positions that end up going south. Uh, so that's, that's definitely something to be aware of. People say, oh, I'm really conservative. I'm just looking for steady income. And then we look at their account statements and that doesn't match at all. What they're invested in does not align with their priorities and goals, their life situation. On the other side, not enough risk. This right now is a real issue. People have a ton of money sitting in cash and they have for the last year, two or three. And now you're basically earning 0%. And you're losing money to inflation. If you loan the government money for 10 years, you're not even going to get 1% a year. So people are saying they want growth and they, they need their money to stay ahead of inflation, and yet they're sitting on a ton of cash at the bank. So it's a real challenge. It's the fear on one side, and it's often like the get-rich-quick schemes or the greed on the other side. And really, there's got to be a compromise, something in the middle where you have some growth investments some safety reserves, but really when you look at everything together, you've got a balanced portfolio that's actually aligning with your goals and your life circumstances. And this leads to your, your final obstacle, which is letting feelings getting in the way, letting your emotions change things. So yep. how can you uh, extract your feelings and not feel elated when things are up and depressed when things are down and do the wrong thing both ways? You, you almost have to keep your eyes on the prize and, and really think about what it is that money does for you in your life. What's it for? What really actually matters? And like we talked about in the first segment, what can I influence and control? If I can't affect interest rates personally, if I can't affect where the economy is headed, I'm not going to get as stressed out about the temporary ups and downs. The market's going to be up a thousand. It's going to be down a thousand checking my account balance and logging in 10 times a day does me no good. All it does is increase my stress and anxiety. And then I start to try to analyze, what does this mean? Should I sell this? Should I buy that? When really you're losing sight of the overall, the overall game plan that you've hopefully put together with a qualified fiduciary. So keeping your feelings out, meaning you've got to recognize when your emotions are high and revisit what you put in place. Why are you investing the way you're investing? Yeah. What is your actual long-term financial strategy? Now, the problem is if you don't have one, you have nothing left but your emotions. And that's hard to live on. <laughs> I would say. It's hard to live on. Human nature will get you every time, as Nick Very Murray good. famously has said. So, All right, We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Chad Willardson. He's the founder and president at Pacific Capital, based in California. Their website, pacificcapital.com. We were just going over some of the highlights of his book called Stress-Free Money, Overcome These Seven Obstacles to Find Financial Freedom, which you can get at his website, pacificcapital.com. We'll be back after this. The way we're working together seems to have changed dramatically this year because of the pandemic. If there's one thing we've learned for adapting business, it's that you must have access to the right resources. And it's crucial to have a strong digital presence, just like all the big companies do. So how can your business adapt to the unexpected and operate virtually? One key is to find the right talent 
quickly and easily. Before Fiverr came along, it had been time-consuming, frustrating, and expensive to find the best people capable of doing the jobs you need done. Fiverr offers an online marketplace which connects businesses like yours with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services. That includes graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, voiceovers, and much more. I've used Fiverr several times and have been very pleased with the people it matched me with. I hired a photographer in New York who took pictures I'm still using on my website. I found a web designer in Pakistan who designed a website that I launched. I likened somebody in Massachusetts to do a voiceover for a campaign that I launched. It's really amazing what talent I found on Fiverr in all these areas. Fiverr's global network of on-demand freelance talent can help you if you're launching your first business to grow your existing business. They can help transform your business from brick and mortar to a digital global one. Fiverr makes it easy to customize your search by service, deadline, price, or seller reviews. You know exactly what you're paying up front, no negotiating needed. You always pay by the project, not on an hourly basis. Fiverr offers 24-7 customer service to answer any questions you have about using the service. Their network of high-quality freelancers has worked with the most influential brands in the world, including Netflix, PayPal, and Microsoft. Their freelancers are ready when you are, so they can accommodate the ebb and flow of your business. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code ANSWERS. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com, code ANSWERS. Again, that's F-I-V-E-R-R.com, code ANSWERS. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Chad Willardson, founder and president of Pacific Capital. We talked about his book, Stress-Free Money, and you can find out more at his website, pacificcapital.com. Welcome back to the show, Chad. My pleasure, Jordan. So I hear you have a new book coming out called Smart Not Spoiled. What is that about? Smart Not Spoiled. So just to give a little background, my wife and I married 20 years. We have five children ranging from age five up to 16. And so on the mind of many entrepreneurial clients, parents, and grandparents is 
how do I raise my kids to be smart and not spoiled? How can I not let wealth and success ruin them? Or what do I need to teach them and when about money before they leave the nest? So really this book, I'm focusing on seven specific money skills, money habits to teach children before they, before they leave the nest, before they turn 18 and leave the house. So I'm very excited about this book. So what are some of the, the general idea, how do you raise kids that are not spoiled if they've got yeah. money? It's, so one of the principles I talk about in the book is from my own life experience is that I've never given kids an allowance. So my kids have never received a dollar because they simply exist in our household. Uh, instead, we've got a program where we've got one, we've got one program where it's a points system and they can complete a lot of the basic family chores and duties for themselves to earn points that earn them privileges in the home, like having friends over, watching a movie, going to a game. On the other side, we've got actual a menu of options for work where they can earn money. Something small might be cleaning up the backyard. It could be wiping down the piano. It could be a big project like mopping the garage floor, washing mom and dad's car. Uh, reading a book on money and writing a one-page book report. So they've got the, uh, my kids have an opportunity to earn a lot of money, but it's based on their own work. So they're on, they're on a system that requires a little bit of ambition on their own part. I just never wanted them to have that dependence of, well, because I exist, I get this much money at the end of every week because I'm breathing. And so I, I wanted them to learn that, that money is really earned. It's just not given. Yeah. Let's talk a bit about the current political situation. We have a new president now, President Biden. Yep. Uh, what kind of things do you expect from him on the economic front, and how should investors react to that? So far, the market's been doing quite well since he's come sure. in. Are you sure. expecting big tax increases or a stimulus plan, and, and how will that affect the markets? It's, it's tough to predict what's going to happen. Our clients are definitely always anxious when there are big changes like this. I think it's significant that the that all three went one direction, so there will be more flexibility for them to pass things that, that they're looking to accomplish on their agenda. Definitely one of the things our clients are talking about are increased taxes. So the financial planning of timing of capital gains, of how you earn your income, even estate planning is a significant opportunity for people to really revisit and probably do some fresh updates with their attorneys. We've, we did a few, we did a few estate planning updates in the last month with clients of higher net worth where we really had to re rework some things that would provide more liquidity if taxes or when taxes increase. So um, economically, I feel like the, as we look at the economic landscape, there was great recovery Towards the end of last year, obviously the markets rebounded, and we really didn't even have the economy fully open. So I, I'm not. There's so many people who are predicting some kind of a doom and gloom that the markets are up a lot, and therefore we're going to have a major crash and another major recession. That's not something that we see around the corner. So uh, we I put out a piece about how markets do well under both Republican and Democratic presidencies. The markets don't really care as much who's sleeping in the White House. Investment plans 
are, you know, having your goals and your plans and preparing for the what ifs is a lot more important than guessing if the markets are going to go up or down this year based on who's in the White House. Do you think just, that Biden's tax proposals will, in fact, pass as far as a higher uh, capital gains rate, maybe even no differential between capital gains and regular rates, uh, the higher corporate rates? Do you think that, in fact, will be implemented? I personally hope not. But I, I, I think at some level, yes, uh, tax increases are inevitable. If you just look at the borrowing and spending of the last 12 to 16 years, I don't think there's any way that this administration would plan to keep taxes where they are. And so that's something to plan for. It may not go up to the highest levels that have been proposed or talked about. You know, I've seen reports floating around that even the estate tax and the exemptions would go down to three and a half million or lower per person. And tax rates would could go up to 60% on the estate that's above that exemption. I think those would be really drastic. And hopefully people on both sides would pause and evaluate that if that's really necessary. So, but and either way, I believe... Eliminating the stepped-up basis, do you think that could I happen? Know. I know. I think it could happen, but it, it would be... It would be unfortunate, in my opinion. I, I think there, the spending, the spending of the government needs to go down before we continue to raise taxes again and again and again. Uh, it's just to me, it's you can only tax the people so much before you disincentivize growth. Well, politicians say the rich aren't paying enough; they're not paying their fair share. That's what they always say. I know. Uh, what is that number, though? That's that's the tough part. I mean, if you if you taxed people at seventy or eighty percent. It's still not enough to cover one day of the of the government spending. So it, to me, it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge. You can't just simply say, go take more money. Now, certainly, uh, taxes will fluctuate. And and that's that's just the way it's going to be with different administrations. But if, you, if your spending increases at such a rate that taxes can't pay for it, then there's a problem. Well, we can always borrow it. Yeah, we can always borrow it and kick, kick the can, I guess. So in about a minute we have left, why don't you kind of summarize the difference it'll make in people's lives to do what you've talked about in our, our hour together? You know, the message that I give people is that having a stress-free relationship with your money is possible. The uncertainty, the anxiety, and the stress comes from not being prepared and not having a plan. No matter what income level you're at, you can make decisions and put in place habits and financial practices that will set you up for success. You're not going to accidentally reach your goals. Uh, you can't hit a target you can't see. So it, uh, my message is it all starts with coming up with where you want to be. What's your destination? You can't yep. pack for a vacation unless you know where you're going. Very good. Well, Same thanks situation so much. with your money. So Absolutely. Thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Chad Willardson. Uh, he is the founder and president at Pacific Capital. You can find him at pacificcapital.com. The book we spoke about is called Stress-Free Money. Thanks so much for being a great guest on the Money Answer Show, Chad. Thank you, sir. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Have you become a member yet?